This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I am back with a third season. And wow, so much has changed since season two. Mainly in that I've been on my own journey through pregnancy and have joined this crazy, incredible club of motherhood. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pip a practicing NHS midwife and enthusiast of all things women's wellness. I have a somewhat relentless passion for ensuring women are empowered with real, honest and reliable information and support throughout their pregnancy. Because my goodness, pregnancy is such a powerful time in a woman's life that is often miraculous and challenging in equal measures. Over the upcoming weekly episodes, I am joined by many leading experts to bring you the evidence-based information and top tips to navigating your pregnancy and motherhood journey that you need to hear. Needless to say, I had my notebook at hand when recording this season, and I would recommend the same for you too. I hope you're ready for the giggles, knowledge bombs, and empowering chats to commence. But before I get quizzing our guests on this season, I have some questions for you. Have you found yourself with unanswered pregnancy questions? Have you been guilty of trying to navigate the rabbit warren of inaccurate information on the internet? Do you feel that extra support and guidance would be useful to you? If you answered yes to any of these, then fear not. My exclusive Your Pregnancy Journey course is for you. Spaces are limited, so if expert guidance through each stage of your pregnancy and birth preparation and a community support group with 24 access to asking questions sounds like it's for you, then head over to www.midwifepip.com now to check it out. And I look forward to getting to know you better and ensuring your pregnancy journey is the most empowering and positive it can be. You'll also find information all about my antenatal course options on my website. And any questions about choosing the right course for you, then please get in touch via the contact page and I'll be there to help you navigate the right choice. They come in all shapes and sizes, sometimes celebrated, but often considered a taboo. 
Yes, we're talking boobs, bras, and our breast health. Supporting our breast health is something really under-discussed. So this week, we're going to shine a light on our boobs and how to look after them well, as well as the common mistakes we make when it comes to our bras. On this week's episode, I am joined by Dr. Nicola Brown, an Associate Professor in Female Health and Performance, who teaches on undergrad and postgraduate health-related programmes at St. Mary's University. She is also a member of the Research Group in Breast Health at the University of Portsmouth and on the Executive Board of the Women in Sport and Exercise Academic Network. Nikki's research is focused on increasing scientific knowledge of breast health issues to inform effective strategies for optimizing health and performance of female athletes and exercisers. With so little breast health chat out there, I am really looking forward to this episode with Nikki to support you and your breasts. So welcome Nikki and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this week. No problem, I'm excited to talk about this topic obviously it's a passion of mine I feel like I'm going to learn loads from today Nikki so I am dead excited and I have got my notebook to hand which I find that I'm doing more and more on this podcast if I'm honest is learning from all these incredible guests I just wonder Nikki what drew you to be interested in breast health breast health because it seems quite a kind of niche subject there's so many areas of women's health that you kind of could have gone into so what attracted you to breast health um, I, I guess it was really a combination of kind of personal experience and opportunity. Um, so I suffer from breast pain myself, so it's something that I was aware of and would you know wanted to know how I can actually manage that pain. And having done my undergraduate degree in sports science at Portsmouth, where the research group in breast health is based, I went on to do a PhD there and ended up kind of connecting with that research group and collaborating on a couple of projects. So I just almost fell into it, but had that sort of personal interest too. Um, So yeah, we did a couple of projects and then I've just been part of the group ever since. And it's, it's become the key focus of my research area within my, my role. Oh my gosh. And we're so glad that it has, because like, like I was saying to Nick and we were chatting earlier is it's just not something I've really ever considered with my own body. And that's as someone who's not only been pregnant, breastfeeding and has done lots of exercise and sport. And it's something that I know that I've neglected. And therefore I'm sure I speak for thousands of women out there that have done exactly the same. So I'm really excited to pick your brains a little bit more today. Um, and so pleased there's people like you out there kind of researching breast health and providing this information so that we can better support ourselves because it is so important. Why do you think, given how important it is and the fact that we've all got breasts, even men, men and women, um, why do you think it is remaining such a taboo subject and something that just isn't chatted about as much as it should be, perhaps? Um. I think there's so there's a range of possible reasons Um, and I sometimes forget myself because this is you know what I do on a daily basis I forget that women don't just talk about this so that it is a a problem Um, and I have to yeah check myself sometimes that actually not everyone spends their day reading about this learning about this area and researching it Um, I do think we're making progress I think bit by bit it is becoming more of a or less of a taboo subject and something that women are prepared to talk about. Um, and I think it's it's not that women don't want to talk about it. It's about recognising that they have the permission to talk about it, that it's OK. Um, and I think, you know, we're slowly making steps in in that direction. Um, but there's still a lot of what, you know, clearly a lot of work to do. Um, 
we know like both from our everyday women re recreational exercises right through to elite olympians that there's still still that element of taboo that we don't want to to raise these issues so um i think one of the the things is that you know research hasn't focused on it um until you know recent sort of the last 10 to 15 years of work that's been done in this in this area um so it always amazed me that the a, a study that was done by our group that one in four women see the breast as a barrier to physical activity wow and, that's yeah. amazing and really sad actually yes yeah really sad um and but i kind of thought about that and i thought okay we okay now we've got the evidence for that but that doesn't mean that the breast has suddenly become a barrier to physical activity it's just the first time that anybody has bothered to ask women if the breast is a barrier to physical activity we've explored barriers to physical activity for, for years and um, we know that time is a factor that energy motivation etc we know what the, the key barriers are and lots of research goes on in that area which is of course really valid and important but in all that research that has explored barriers nobody ever asked are your breasts a barrier to activity and so finally for the first time when that question was posed to women we realized that actually nearly 25 percent of women are are affected by that and when we look at adolescent girls where we know dropout and physical activity you know is is huge nearly half of girls report that they stop playing sport because of their breasts which I think is really yeah sad even sadder statistic so that's why we've done a lot of work with with that particular group trying to develop education resources to to help them and hopefully engage them back in physical activity oh 100 and we know that if we can get people active from that younger age and just make it part of their normal everyday life and routine that they're more likely to con consistently do that as they grow older and reap all those incredible benefits but like you say if half of girls are dropping out because of their breasts then then we're, we've got to change that haven't we that's that's really shocking I had no idea it was that that higher issue Nikki yeah yeah really sad a whole range of reasons why the girls you know why their breasts are a barrier and some of it might be kind of physical related because of breast pain when their breasts move during activity. Other things are more sort of psychological in terms of embarrassment, um, worrying about you know what boys think of think of them or getting changed in the changing room so they don't you know they don't want to have to change into a sports bra because they don't have private changing facilities. So um, yeah, a whole a whole range of reasons that contribute to the breast being a barrier. But we we know from lots of research that there are there is a solution um, um to at least minimize breast breast motion and reduce some of those those issues but it's about educating women and girls about what that solution is the the importance of breast support um the types of sports bras available how to get the correct bra fit and yeah that's what what we try to do yeah and i guess that changes throughout life as well because i know just just personally for myself i was someone who was probably classified as relatively flat chested if I'm allowed to use that term um, I then hit pregnancy and that changed I'm now in the middle of a breastfeeding journey and my goodness that has definitely changed and I guess throughout our lives our breasts do change don't they their size their shape depending on you know the body fat we're carrying what what hormonal cycle we're in at that time and so we kind of need to tune into that and support ourselves at that time and not kind of worry about what maybe they used to be like and those old bras that perhaps aren't right for us anymore yeah, absolutely. So you've you highlighted a few of the different <laughs> that might, you know, influence your your breast size. And 
I think that's often, you know, you might get measured or I think traditionally women have been measured as a particular bra size and they then assume that they're that bra size for the rest of their lives. Okay, well, I'm, I'm a 32C and, and that's it. That's, you know, I'm going to buy that throughout the rest of my life. And as you say, so many things may happen. There's fluctuations even just within a, a menstrual cycle across a month of changes in tissue volume and, um, and as you say, weight changes hormonal changes related to pregnancy obviously such huge changes in, in breast size and shape that we need to be aware of our own breasts and you know regularly fit replace our bras um i i don't like to um you know in terms of okay you can go and get professionally bra fitted and you'll be fitted in a particular bra size of, of that bra that you've tried on but that doesn't mean that you will be that bra size in every other bra every other brand every other style that you try on so I would rather educate women about what is the best fit criteria? What do you need to look for to know that that bra fits you? So I've got bras that are different sizes, but they all fit me correctly. Um, so I ra rather than focus on the number or the letter, um, I focus on does this fit me in the, in the places where it should fit me? That's really important, isn't it? I think that's something as women we're probably used to navigating, but perhaps struggle with a little bit. I think of, you know, our jean sizes, and we all know we could go into 10 different shops and buy the same size of jeans. Half of them will fit, half of them won't. And that's, that's I guess, kind of the same thing with bras. So we need to not worry too much about, oh my goodness, my back size is slightly bigger here, or my cup size is slightly smaller. But like you say, actually, what fits your body? Let's go with that. Yeah, 100%. So talking about bras, Nikki, some there is sort of a I guess a movement out there for supporting wearing a bras and perhaps a movement for not wearing bras so I want to just ask you a question should we be wearing bras or should we not be wearing bras what's the deal <laughs> for me it's entirely the, the woman's individual decision um so we know you know we know um, from research that's been conducted um across many years that there are potential issues associated with not wearing a bra um, so that might be that because the breast has such limited um, internal support there's no muscles in the breast um, so the only support really comes from the skin that overlies the breast and what we call cooper's ligament so very thin kind of hair-like structures that are interwoven through the breast tissue so there's not any real um, and that provides very limited support really so if we're moving around, if we're exercising, the breast is going to move. And we know that for some women, that movement can cause breast pain. Um, we also you know, hypothesize, or we you know, might assume that that movement can potentially lead to damage of those supporting structures. That if you, you're continually putting strain on those tissues, that you can potentially damage, the, damage those tissues. We know that um, for some women, that movement causes embarrassment and they're reluctant to exercise as I mentioned earlier we even know that it, it changes how we move so from even right up thinking about the sports performance aspects that it can change our stride length we might take shorter strides when we're not appropriately supported it might change our movement patterns it might change the forces that we exert on the on the ground during activity um, so because we know that if you wear an appropriate fittings or well-supportive bra, we can reduce those problems. I think that, yes, if women experience those problems, if they do have breast pain, if they are trying to you know, get the 
maximum performance or they are embarrassed about activity then yes I feel they should wear a bra to try and reduce those negative consequences but if you're a woman that doesn't experience breast pain you don't you don't you're not worried about what other people think you you don't care you know it's not a barrier to you um then by all means you know don't wear a bra it's completely your choice it's your body you you know you can do what you want to do um but i think for some women they don't necessarily realize that there is a solution that that is a solution to the problems that they face so i think what's important is making sure that women are educated about the choices that they have and about the benefits that those choices can give so that they can at least make an informed choice about their bra decisions yeah that's that's really great advice actually nikki i love the fact you're like well it's your body i'm so i'm so for that ethos you know you do what feels good to you but actually be informed about the benefits of potentially for you wearing a bra i just wonder we talked a little bit about kind of types of bra fitting correctly in that kind of sizing of bras do we know kind of how common it is for women to wear the wrong size or perhaps the wrong type of bra for them because I'm sure we've all got a drawer that's full of poor fitting bras I know I definitely fall into that camp yep I do and you know sometimes it's fashion over function you wear a a type of bra (laughs) because it goes with a particular outfit and you know it doesn't quite fit but you're wearing it for a couple of hours and you know it serves the purpose for that outfit that you're wearing but then when you take uh, it off it feels great (laughs) (laughs) um but I guess research suggests that it and it it varies but on average that probably around 85 percent of women are wearing ill-fitting bras um Generally, the the main issues tend to be that the underband is too big um, because women will feel that it's really restrictive. So they will wear something that's a bit looser um, and that the cup sizes are too small. So that, you know, the breast tissue may be spilling over the cups. Um, Generally, those are the most common sort of bra fitting mistakes. Um, And to be honest, I don't to me, that's not a surprise. It's such a there's so many different bra styles on the market. Um, different brands different sizing standards that it is a minefield out there to to be able to to find a correctly fitting bra Um, obviously in terms of your everyday bras or non-sport specific bras there's so many different styles then you've got sports bras that have different types of styles as well that might be you know some might be more suited to smaller breasted women others to larger breasted women Um, yeah and so you just think well it's almost overwhelming that there's it's great that there is choice, but if you don't know what you're looking for, then that becomes pro- problematic. It's almost too much choice, I guess, isn't there? We've <laughs> kind of gone from one extreme, perhaps, to the other, which, like you say, great that there are all these options, but where on earth do we start when we're navigating it? <laughs> so I just wonder, are there any tips or tricks or advice that you could give to women for trying to find the correct bra for for them perhaps for kind of everyday styles and then for those sports styles for more high impact exercise or any things that you look at and you go that's a a telltale sign that that bra is not right for you this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Okay, so there's a few different um, 
like parts of the bra that we can check when we try on a bra and I, I guess that's the first tip is make sure you try it on so rather than just think I'm this size I'm going to pick up that bra and you know buy it take it home um take the opportunity to try it on and you know move around in the fitting room particularly if it's a sports bra have a jump around you know are you actually supported um but the things that we would look for like so first of all you want to check the underband um, so the majority of support will actually come from that underband um, in addition to the shoulder straps. Um, but that underband should sit level all the way around the body. So also you don't want it so tight that it's going to you know, restrict your breathing or make it be uncomfortable, but it should sit firmly around around your chest and so that it's not going to move around when when you're moving. Um, so one of the things to look out for, and often you see it, if the underband is too big, you see the bra strap riding up, the underband riding up the back. So you want it to be nice and level. So that's one thing to check for. Um, obviously, then we need to check the cups to make sure that they're fitting properly. So if they're too small, so you're going to get breast tissue spilling out the top of them. You kind of get that quadra boob effect, like you've got four boobs. We've all seen that. Then <laughs> yep. you put a tight top on and everyone sees it. <laughs> Um, then obviously if they're too big you might find that the material is kind of puckering or the cups are hanging away from the breast tissue and um, so again checking that the shoulder straps um, and obviously this can be where a source of you know pain particularly for larger breasted women that if they've because um, of the, the pressure that is placed on those shoulders that so you don't again we don't want them too tight that they're digging into the skin but if they're too loose they tend to slip off the shoulders um, so we kind of generally the advice is that if you can kind of fit two stacked fingers under the strap, that's about the sort of tension that you want. Um, and if you are a woman with larger breasts and you suffer from kind of pressure, um, kind of wider padded straps will just sort of sort of distrib distribute that pressure across a wider area to reduce that. Um, also the center front of a bra, so the sort of piece in the middle between the cups, we want to make sure that sits nice and flat against the chest. Um, if it's not sitting flat, it probably means your the cup's too small, so the bra's kind of pulling away from the body. Um, and I guess lastly, underwire, obviously not all bras have underwire, but if they do have underwire, that should kind of follow the natural crease of the breast tissue. So we don't want it resting on any breast tissue. It shouldn't be digging into to the side of your breast um, it should just be following that crease. Um, from a sports bra perspective, um, so I think you mentioned that, that there's different types of sports bras on the market and we can kind of separate them sort of simply into um, these categories. So we might have compression bras. So compression bras are a bit like those kind of, you know, crop top type style that you put on over your head, um, generally made of, you know, one piece of like strong elastic tissue and um, designed to basically compress your breast tissue against the chest wall to try and reduce that movement. Um, research suggests, I mean, it, it's a bit conflicting, um, you know, for every paper that you might read that supports something, there's something that, you know, might find something <laughs> slightly different. But the general consensus is that those compression bras tend to be better suited to, to smaller breasted women. Um, and when we say smaller breasted, I guess in the research literature, we, we refer to we're sort of referring to a sort of A to B cup size women. And then we have encapsulation style sports bras. Um, so these are ones that look a bit more like your everyday bra, that they have separate cups for the breast, um, but they obviously have a bit more supportive structures within them. Um, and it's suggested that those will be more suitable for larger breasted women. So maybe kind of D cup size and above. 
Um, there are what we call combination bras as well that have elements of the compression bra, but also have separate cuts. So we kind of combine them together. Um, and I said, you know, some of it is personal preference. It's, you know, about what feels comfortable for you. Um, it might depend on the activity that you're doing. Um, so I know that if I'm going running, I tend to wear an encapsulation style sports bra so that I'm more supported. But if I'm going to do maybe a weight session at the gym where I'm, there's less you know, vertical movement, there's less forces, I tend to wear a compression bra because I just find it more comfortable. And I, I know that I don't require the levels of support. So it's a, yeah, a balance, I, I guess, from the what type of bra you choose. It's about your personal preference, the level of support you need for the activity that you're doing. And um, yeah, I guess what bras you've got in your wardrobe. But um, <laughs> if, if you know that you're going for a long run and you're large breasted and all you've got is a little compression top that doesn't provide you a lot of support, then we need to get to the shops and get trying on some new bras. <laughs> Definitely. And no, and no wonder, actually, Nikki, when you talk about all those different types, no wonder we're all so confused. There is such a vast array. So to anyone out there who's thinking, oh my goodness, what on earth have I got? It's probably a good time to drag out what you might have in your wardrobe, try it all on, have a little declutter, I suppose, and then look at getting a few key pieces because bras can be expensive, can't they? So we don't yeah, want loads of ones that don't really fit and aren't really fit for purpose. But actually, if you can have a few key ones that really fit you well, you're going to get the use out of them. And that's surely the way to go rather than, hundreds of ones that you might have bought here there and everywhere that don't quite do the do the trick for you yeah definitely and I think it's also um just worth thinking about how often you replace a sports bra um, yes yeah I just had this realization the other day when I was putting my sports bra on to go for a run and I was like I think I've had this like a couple of years and you know I I know about this area but it's just and I've got lots of different sports bras but um so obviously if you're rotating them round, then you won't need to replace them so often but it did yeah I did have to check myself and think I'd probably need to replace my sports bras now because or some of them because they will you know degenerate over time um and again sizes change you know I noticed when I was putting it on it was probably a bit tighter than it used to be so I probably could do with um you know some new sports bras um in a slightly different size um and that there's no kind of hard and fast rule of when you should replace a sports bra and there's different kind of analogies that you know perhaps you should replace it as often as you replace your trainers um but I guess that depends on you might wear the same trainers for all of your training but you wear different bras throughout um or every you know six months but I guess the key thing is is just to bear in mind that they won't last forever that there's the support that they offer will start to reduce over time um so yeah just to keep an eye on that Oh my gosh, I never even thought of that, Nikki. That is 100% going on my to-do list. I religiously track how many miles I do in my trainers because I found that it really did make a difference to my knees and my shins and things. So I've always been really good at like, when I get to about 500 miles, I replace my trainers. I think I've got bras that I've had for at least five or six years and I've run a lot of miles running. I'm guilty. <laughs> have to start tracking those now as well yeah I actually am definitely I just hadn't even thought about it and yet we think about like replacing our mattresses don't we and pillows and trainers and all sorts but I just hadn't even thought about it but you're totally right because I know I've got some that like you said they're a bit small now some of mine I think are probably a bit too big now because of the elastic stretched over time as well so they're probably not they're not providing the support from that angle so right I'm adding that to my to-do list I'm on it I'm on it (laughs) 
Sorry for creating more work for you. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's important, important work. We must invest in our health. Now, we spoke right at the beginning, Nikki. You said that you've had a personal experience with breast pain and that actually breast pain is a reason that lots of women might avoid physical activity or as a result of not wearing a bra or wearing the incorrect one. What are some of the kind of common causes of breast pain? And how can women, if they're listening and thinking, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing that, how can we think about trying to manage it? Um, so traditionally, we sort of separate breast pain into cyclical breast pain that is related to your menstrual cycle. Um, so and obviously, you know, various PMS symptoms um, you might get before your period of yeah, that sort of breast tenderness um, and you know, various other symptoms. Then we have what we call non-cyclic breast pain, which is breast pain that might occur that doesn't relate to your cycle. And this exercise related breast pain, the pain that is a consequence of the movement of the breast tissues and that kind of strain or tension of the tissues that I referred to earlier. Um, and I guess for, for me, mine's a combination that I experience breast pain as part of my menstrual cycle and then I exercise and that makes that breast pain worse. Um, so, you know, I can't, I don't feel I can completely eliminate that breast pain, but I know that when I exercise, breast support becomes more important for me because it reduces the level of breast pain that I feel. Um, so yeah, I guess those are the, the main types of breast pain. That's good to know. And then I guess looking at making sure you've got those correct bras is going to be a massive, a massive helper in trying to manage it for women. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously there's various strategies. I mean, women might take um, medication to try and reduce breast pain. Like we do when we've got a headache, we might take some paracetamol. Um, but one thing I found quite interesting of a, a study that I did a few years ago on marathon runners. So, and these are women that are running regularly because obviously they're training to do a marathon. Um, around a third of those reported that they experienced breast pain. But then when I asked, asked those women, well, what do you do to reduce that breast pain? The majority of them said nothing like because you, you, we just kind of accept that that's part and parcel of being a woman. That's what is going to happen. Um, obviously, there's you know challenges when you kind of seek medical support that it is kind of, well, you know, well, that's just happened. You've got to get on with it but there are approaches to, to try and at least reduce that breast pain, which, you know, we know that appropriate fitting breast support is one of those potential solutions, but it's making sure that women recognize that that's a solution. So again, always comes back to that education element. Yeah, really important. And, and why we're chatting today, really, to get that information out there. So women actually know that there are options. I just wonder if, if for anyone listening, Nikki, who perhaps is thinking, right, this is me, like I need some, some support with this. Is, is it a route in that they go and speak to their GP about it or is it just kind of looking at their breast support and their kind of lifestyle? Um, I guess it, I suppose it depends on the type of breast pain. I would, and obviously I'm not a clinician. I don't have a medical background, um, but I would, if it's an, a new type of breast pain that you haven't experienced before, you know, that potentially could be, uh, I'm thinking about breast cancer signs now that could potentially be a sign or symptom of breast cancer, then I would say absolutely, yes, do go and see your GP to, to make sure they can check that out and that that, you know, isn't a cause, you know, there's no underlying cause of that. Um, so yeah, if it's a new pain that's being experienced, um, I would seek support from a GP. If it's related to your menstrual cycle, or particularly if it's related to exercise you know that when you start running your breasts start hurting then 
my advice would be, you know, look at getting an appropriate breast support. So the right type of sports bra, but also then making sure that that fits correctly, because you could have the most brilliant sports bra, but if it doesn't fit you properly, it's not going to give you the support that you're you're needing. Um, so yeah, fit is just important as the type of bra. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. And I suppose we, I mean, checking for kind of breast cancer is a, a whole other subject that perhaps we'll talk about another day. We're kind of talking more about the the pain that's that's not related to things like that. But absolutely, when it comes to looking at our breast health, we should be checking our breasts regularly as well. And and of course, seeking medical attention if we think there's anything untoward and not just assuming that we need to to get a new bar. It's always worth getting that checked out. Now, Nikki, everyone that comes on the podcast, I always ask to finish with three top tips. So I wondered if you could share your three top tips to supporting our overall breast health. So it's going to probably be hard to narrow it down to three, but um, have, have a go for us. <laughs> three top tips. Right. Um, well, I guess I'm going to repeat some of the things that I've, I've said before. Um, I guess tip one would be try on your bra and check that it fits properly. Um, Tip two would be don't assume you're always the same size. Um, so both, you know, in different styles and in across different stages of, of your life. And tip three, I think you know, it would be being breast aware. So knowing your breasts, how they change, um, how, you know, how they look and feel so that you can notice any ch- you know, changes that might need investigation and as you said you touched on that that breast health you know breast cancer being being breast aware is a really important um issue for women so whilst you know breast support is really important we need to be aware of our our breasts and changes of our breasts for um other reasons so that's really important amazing nikki thank you so much for coming on today i am now off to go through my sports bra wardrobe um, so <laughs> that is well and truly on the to-do list thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it and i'm sure this has helped lots and lots of women out there even just start considering their breast health as more of a priority because i think it's something we all are a little bit guilty of neglecting so big thanks to you for coming on to chat to us nikki thanks great and um, thank you for inviting me it was lovely to talk to you Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you found it helpful, then please hit subscribe and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference to the number of women I can reach out to and empower with this information. For more daily free information, inspiration or details on my bespoke antenatal education courses or your pregnancy journey course, then head over to my website, www.midwifepip.com and check out my Instagram page at midwife underscore pip. Thank you and see you next time. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.